You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Card Minute. Today, I want to talk about the site that has provided me the most consistent, low-risk source of sales, and that is sportlots.com. When I was collecting as a kid, I collected complete sets. That's what I wanted to do, is, is get every card of every release and put together a complete set. And so when I got back into the hobby in 2015, I wanted to do the same thing. But I found out pretty quickly that my LCS was not going to stock monster boxes full of base and insert cards. That, that was a big difference. That was a big change from what we experienced in the 80s and 90s. And so I needed to find a place that I would be able to, to track down those missing cards from the, the sets that I was trying to put together. That's when I found sportlots.com. It's essentially a giant database where sellers can list individual cards for sale at a minimum price of 18 cents. And so you can search by player, you can search by set, and go right down the list. And it answered the problem that I was having of how do I how do I find these missing base cards? And there's so many people who view base cards as worthless and not worth their time uh, to stock in inventory. Uh, shipping can be a big issue trying to buy them individually on eBay, but Sport Lots was the answer. Now, the design of the site looks like it was stuck maybe in the early 90s, uh, in the mid-90s when the internet was, was first rolling out. I affectionately call it GeoCities. Um, but what it lacks in bells and whistles and a sleek modern design, it makes up for with its practicality. It's functional and it's an economical way to, to find the base and insert cards that you need to complete uh, sets, if that's what, what you're wanting. And if you want to go after your just your favorite players, you can do that as well. What I like most about it um, as a seller is, you know, this is a perfect example of how bucking conventional wisdom can make you money. You know, as I said before, base cards seems to be one of those things that the general consensus is that base cards are worthless. Why even put them into a product at all? It's all about the hits. It's all about the autos. It's all about the relics and the sick patches, quote unquote. But there's still a lot of people out there when it comes down to it that like base cards, that like to put together complete sets. Over these last year or so, we're really starting to see a resurgence in base rookies being one of the the chase cards that people are going after. It's not just about hits anymore. And Sport Lots is a solution that really lets sellers take advantage of that. There's enough people out there that still view base cards as worthless. And because of that, I'm able to pick up huge lots of base cards for fractions of a penny apiece. I can list them on Sport Lots and sell them for 18 cents. You know, I, I don't think there's a more low-risk, consistent way to make money from other people's unwanted cards than to sell on sport lots. You know, I put in, it does take work, right? I, I put in the work to sort, to organize, to list, and then ultimately to fill the orders that I get. But I'm getting 18 cents a card for things, again, 18 cents a card for things that other people are viewing as as worthless. And so... For me, that's been phenomenal. It's been a phenomenal way to start to offset the cost by generating extra revenue from selling these base cards. Uh, I started out 
selling just some of my extras that I had received. And, and that worked all right for me, but there's a few things that you need to consider if you want to be a successful seller on Spore Lots. First, organization is key, and I'll talk about how I do that in a minute. Second, it does take time and effort to sort, list, and to pull your orders. More cards equals more sales. Your shipping rate has a huge impact on sales. And ultimately, all of these things are important because of the commission scale. And I'll get to, to that in a second. But first of all, organization is key. Here's how I do it. So I have my boxes in Monster Boxes, and I organize by by set and year as the primary, and sport. Set, year, and sport as the primary methods of, of organization. I use dividers and clearly label each one so that when I get an order, I know what box that I want to go to. And so in my closet where I've got all of my uh, inventory and sport lots, over 120,000 cards at this point, I know where I need to look. If I got a basketball order from 1996, I know where to look. If I've got a 1975 Topps baseball card order, I know where to look. If I've got a 2016 Panini Torque racing order, I know where to look to pull my cards and that really helps speed up the process. And so organization is hugely important if you're going to be a successful seller on sport lots. Second, it does take time and effort to list, sort, and pull. At this point, I'm getting probably 10 to 10 orders a day on average, maybe 10 to 12 orders a day on average. Um, Some days more, some days less. And I probably spend an hour a day pulling those orders on average. I spend time in the morning before work. I'm an early riser, so fortunately for me, I can spend some time um, dealing with cards and and filling some of these orders before the rest of my family gets up and before I need to get to work. And then I spend a little bit of time in the evening as well. And then if you add in the time to sort and organize, it does take time and effort to be able to get things sorted, listed, and pulled. Again, fortunately for me, I've got time before my my family gets up and after they go to bed where I'm able to do that without taking away time from my family, but also I enjoy it. You know, sports cards is a hobby for me first and foremost, and so I enjoy spending time uh, with the cards. I enjoy spending time pulling the cards, and I enjoy the process of, of selling as well. So first, again, organization is key. Second, it does take time and effort to sort, list, and pull. So third is more cards equals more sales. One of the drawbacks for sport lots is that since each order is coming from a different seller, each seller has a sales charge that they've built into the product. And if a buyer is buying from multiple sellers, that shipping cost can add up pretty quick. So one of the first things most sellers do is try to concentrate their orders into as few sellers as possible. And that means if you've got a lot of cards listed, that the seller or that the buyer is wanting, then you're going to most likely have a better chance of getting that order. And so the more cards you have listed on the site translates into more sales for you, not just because more people might have a chance to find it, but your orders will be bigger because an, a buyer is concentrating their order onto a fewer number of sellers. So keep that in mind. Another thing to keep in mind is that your shipping rate, because shipping has such an impact on sport lots, your shipping rate is very important to helping drive sales. And so I have a shipping rate set where it's as little as 55 cents 
for a single order of one card that I ship in a plain white envelope up to $1.50 for 10 individual, up to 10 cards. And then beyond that, I have shipping rates that go from around $2.75 up to um, $15 or $20 for massive orders of, of hundreds or more cards where I ship those first class or priority, uh, first class package or priority. But there's other people who have their shipping rate set where they're going to ship everything in a bubble mailer and the minimum minimum price for even a single card order is $350 or $4. I guarantee that I'm able to get more sales because I have somebody can order between 1 and 10 cards from me and not pay any more than $1.50. And I guarantee that that shipping rate um, helps drive more sales to me. The other option that Sport Lots offers buyers is to shipping to a box. And in that situation, they're able to essentially consolidate orders from multiple sellers into one order that is packaged up at the Sport Lots headquarters. So I, as a seller, will ship all of my box orders over the course of a week in one package to Sport Lots, and then they bundle them up with any other orders that that buyer has. I offer free sh- free shipping for box orders. I charge the buyer nothing for me to send their box order to Sport Lots. I'm usually able to package up 10 to 20 orders a week that get sent there and I eat that whole cost. But when that buyer has a chance to have free shipping on the first half of that, that's a huge advantage. The other big thing that that gets you, I'll talk about later, but Cheap shipping on box orders is one of the things that can help drive your cards to be more visible on the site. And I'll cover that a little bit later when I talk about a a few of the other things to know. The the one drawback that some people complain about on Sport Lots is the sales commissions, the the fees that the seller pays to the site. Uh, It's a tiered scale that can actually be pretty steep if you don't have a lot of monthly sales. It ranges from 75%, your fee is 75% on the first $5 of sales, but then scales all the way up to, or all the way down to, I guess I should say, around 15% if you're if you're one of the most um, high volume sellers on the site. Typically, I'm in the 15 or 16% fee, fee range in a month, which isn't really too bad when you think about it. If you think about selling on eBay, you're going to be at nine or ten dollars, or nine or ten percent eBay fee plus another four or five percent PayPal fee, and and on Sport Lots, if you build up enough volume, you're going to be in that ten to fifth or that fifteen to sixteen percent range without it being um, too hard to get there. There is a a, a PayPal fee that you pay. You you pay your share of of PayPal fees, um, but when you factor in the shipping and your shipping rate and all of that, I've I've typically found that the shipping rate I set, while affordable for the buyer, offsets the vast majority of my postage and PayPal fees. And so that really is negligible for me. So at the end of the day, my net fees that I pay from selling on Sport Lots are almost exactly comparable to the fees that I would pay selling on eBay. The big difference is a lot of these cards I'm selling on Sport Lots are base and inserts that I would not even be able to sell or it would take forever to try to sell on eBay. And so that's a a huge consideration. Even though those fees look 
steep or can look steep when you look at that chart. When you get down to it, it's really not that bad. Another thing to keep in mind that I talked about earlier of filling orders every day is that you are rated as a seller and the quicker that you ship, the, the higher your ratings are going to be. And so when you think about that combination of shipping at an economical cost, but also being prompt and timely to fill those orders, that's another thing that you're going to want to be able to make sure that you can set aside the time that it takes to, to fill them out quickly because it's going to lead to better feedback scores, which ultimately drives higher confidence in you as a seller. A couple more things to keep in mind as a seller is one, you need to be aware of your scorecard. And the scorecard is a thing that provides a few metrics for people to uh, better understand who you are as a seller. So buyers can see your feedback score. What kind of ratings have you been given? Have you been given a lot of positive, neutral, or negative uh, feedback ratings? They can also see the speed in filling orders. So the, the quicker you fill your orders or if you fill your orders slowly, they get a chance to see that on your on your scorecard as well as your accuracy and so is your inventory listed accurately and do you fill the orders accurately or do you make a lot of mistakes when pulling orders and sending them off to buyers those those things are all visible on your seller scorecard another thing to keep in mind is there's a few hacks i'd call them to help being help your cards be more visible another one of the the perceived downsides of sport lots is for very popular mainstream sets like Topps flagship, it's not uncommon for there to be five, six, 700 cards listed of the exact same card. And so if I'm one of those, how, how is my card ever going to sell when the, the site would need to sell five or 600 of them before mine comes up? Well, there's a few things that you can do to get your cards on the top of the list. The first one is you can have a picture uploaded. You have the opportunity to upload a picture and any card with a picture moves up towards the top of the list. The second thing is you can offer free or super cheap box shipping. So the, the cheaper your box shipping rate, the higher you're gonna be on the list. And so using a combination of uploading some pictures and having cheap box rates moves your, your listings up towards the top. And so if you're in that situation where you're, listing some very popular sets, cards from very popular sets, it might be worth spending a little extra time to upload pictures for those. If you're listing a bunch of cards and there's only 10 or 15 of them on the site, like there is for some oddball releases or some vintage releases, you may not need to, to go through that picture hassle. Although a lot of people do appreciate seeing pictures on vintage cards, but it's really a case-by-case -case situation on whether it's worth the time to, to, to make that extra investment to upload pictures or not. But it is one of the things that can get your cards up higher on the list and can help drive more additional sales. Another thing that I want to encourage is don't overlook the Sportlot auctions. They offer most of the, the businesses fixed price, like I've been describing already, but auctions are another platform that's available on the site that a lot of people overlook and I don't it doesn't get near as much traffic as eBay does and and you know there's no arguing that but it is it does have its own niche and one of the things I've used it for is selling big lots of of base and so heritage is one of the things that I've done well with on sport lots but there's a point where I don't need to list 25 or 30 copies of a card necessarily 
if I've already got a whole bunch listed from one particular set and I get it in on a collection, I will just bundle all of that extra heritage base up in a flat rate box and put it on as a sport lots auction. And a lot of times I will get 20, 25, 30, $35 for that medium flat rate box full of heritage base. It costs less to list. I think it's about 25 cents to $2, $2.50 as your listing fee, but there's no additional sales commission on that. And that price varies depending on how much publicity you want it on the site. If you want it to be featured on the, the main site, I think it's around $2.50 for your listing fee, but there's no additional sales commission on top of that. It's outside of the fee structure that I was talking about earlier. And so that's been a good way for me to bundle up some bulk lots of, of base that I already have a lot individually listed on um, and, and still be able to move them and drive some additional revenue. And so don't overlook sport lot auctions. The other thing that I wanted to touch on is how I get paid. And so you have two options every month when they process payments. You can either have it paid out directly uh, via PayPal or check, or you can be paid in store credit. And my preference is to be paid in store credit. And so all of my sales get credited to my Sportlot account, and then I can use some of that to buy cards for my own PC, things that I want myself, and I'll use a chunk of that every month for, for cards that are building my own collection. I mean, that is quite literally turning other people's unwanted cards into cards for yourself. And then you have the ability to cash out the rest of PayPal. And so I get paid out in, in store credit every month, and then I cash out um, the majority of that to my PayPal account. And that's how I go ahead and, and process it. To me, if I'm going to be buying cards anyway, it just cuts out a step of having to make an extra deposit or to, to have a separate transaction Instead, I can just use that credit to buy cards and still have the rest cashed out to PayPal. So overall, I am so happy that I stumbled across Sport Lots as both a buyer and a seller. It, it really helped fill the niche of being a set builder because it's one of the sources that has pretty much any set that you could want to build. And so it filled that niche as a buyer, but it also let me turn around and, and sell off my extra base and inserts as a seller. And again, buying the unwanted cards from other people super cheap and then be able to turn that into to some low risk and almost guaranteed sales every month has been a huge benefit for me trying to build a self-sustaining hobby. So I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about Sport Lots. For more information, you can check out waxpackhero.com where I have a couple articles written. In the show notes, I've got an affiliate link for Sportlots. So just for full transparency, if you have, don't have an account on Sportlots already and you visit waxpackhero.com for more and click on the Sportlots link before you sign up, um, I will get a little benefit for that. And so I would appreciate that if you aren't already a Sportlots account holder that you use that link to check it out. Come back next week, and I will be talking about how I'm able to make a lot of these low-end sales and get them to a buyer in an affordable way, and that is shipping in a plain white envelope. Another one of the most controversial uh, ways to ship or a controversial topic, it seems like, is shipping in a plain white envelope. And so next week, I will talk about how I do it, why I do it, and I will bust some of the myths that exist out there on shipping PWE. 
You can visit waxpackhero.com to see more about what and how I collect. Click on the podcast link at the top of the page to find the show notes for each episode. You can find me on Twitter at the Mike Summer and by searching Wax Pack Hero on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.